0: Welcome to Life Skills 101, Skills for a Digital Age, sponsored by the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network and True North Homeschool Academy. True North offers live online classes, clubs, ebooks, and more. From special needs to parent classes, True North builds a community through digital format in an age of loneliness and desolation. Our host, Lisa Neering, is a homeschooler with 5 kids who has homeschooled with her husband, Dr. David Neering for 27 years. They are committed to equipping fellow homeschoolers and Christians with the tools they need to navigate a complex world in need of a Savior. Now, without further ado, Lisa Nearing.
1: Hey everybody, this is Lisa Nearing with True North Homeschool Academy, and I'm here once again with Life Skills 101, Life Skills for a Digital Age. And today, I am super excited to introduce Pam Barnhill to you. If you're in the homeschool world, you've probably heard of Pam. Pam believes that you don't have to sacrifice relationships to homeschool strong. She is an award winning educator, former journalist, and now homeschooling mom. She has a knack for breaking down big tasks into small, manageable steps and getting to the heart of the stories your listeners want to hear. So, Pam, thanks so much for being on the podcast today. Welcome. <laughs> thanks for having me, Lisa. Yeah. You have just released a new course called Homeschooling with Purpose. I love that. How did you guys get started? How did you come up with that? <laughs>
0: Well, uh, so it's a, this is the first time I've ever done anything like this, but it's actually a collaborative course. So uh, I collaborated with Jamie C. Martin of Simple Homeschool and Colleen Kessler of Raising Lifelong Learners to, uh, we call it the course for every homeschool mom. And what we really wanted to do was go back to some of the basic underlying principles of homeschooling and learning and what authentic learning is and Mm -hmm. how to run your home when you're homeschooling um, and, and get it from multiple perspectives Mm -hmm. because we all have very different personalities. Mm -hmm. And so we wanted to create a course that, you know, just any homeschool mom could purchase and feel heard and seeing and like this is a course where they could take something really big away from it.
1: Mm-hmm. I love how practical it is because um, I I always said I know people who obviously people are starting homeschooling like never before, especially since last year. But a lot of people quit homeschooling and go back to private or public school or their kids graduate. But from my experience, people people really quit homeschooling because they can't manage their house at the same time. It's not that homeschooling's so hard; it's doing all the extra stuff like extra air quotes the laundry the cooking managing it all homeschooling is a job and managing a house is a job a lot more homeschoolers are working and you address all of those things in this course it is so practical I love it. oh yeah
0: yeah very much so and that was what we wanted to do was to kind of you know we do have this all the time where people come to us and say uh, you know, everything's going great with this, but how do I get dinner on the table? You right. know, and these kids, <laughs> they want to eat three times a day all and there's just the a yeah. mountain <laughs> of laundry. Yeah. And so how do I manage doing multiple things at one time? Because I think a lot of times when we get into this homeschooling gig, we don't think about the impact that it's going to have on the rest of our lives. I mean, right. homeschoolers live in their houses all day long. Right. Our houses get so much wear and tear mm-hmm. as a, compared to the family where mom and dad goes to work and yeah. the kids go to school all day and the house is sitting there empty, you know? Right.
1: Yeah. I grew up in a house with, we, we had three teenagers at the same time in white carpet and it was clean. Like really serious. we had a dog even, <laughs> Yeah, you know, but it's because we left, we all left at 630 in the morning, you know, and got right. back at 530 at night. So managing yeah. everything, th- these are life skills. This is a great practical program for moms as they homeschool, but also for us to really invite our kids into how to manage everything. Those executive functioning skills, soft skills, how to collaborate and, you know, critically think about what to do when and all that kind of stuff. So yeah,
0: because let me, let me let you in on a little secret. So we get to the whole module about how do you keep your house clean and homeschool too. And I'm just going to go ahead and spill the beans for you guys out there. The secret is you don't do it by yourself. You as the homeschool mom, you know, we give you some strategies for when you're in that time of life where you are the one who's cleaning your house. Because when your kids are seven and five and three, it's you all day long, you You know, and we give you some (laughs) strategies for handling that. But then we also start teaching you what can the nine-year-old do? What can the 11-year-old do? And then when those kids are 17, 15, and 13, the answer to the question is mom's not cleaning anymore. The kids are the one who's Mm -hmm. keeping the house clean and doing their part, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and you've got it a lot easier. We're teaching our kids. We're giving
1: them a gift by showing them how to do that. Right. And it also just teaches them the great skill of collaboration. Like homeschooling is really a gift that they have this personalized um, education that is just for them. They get mom, they get all of our expertise and everything. And because of that, something else has to give and they get to, they get to jump in and be part of that big piece of making it all happen. So fantastic. Yeah. Um, You are probably best known for your morning basket and your morning basket. I, I don't want to really call them unit studies, but that's, is there a better term for them? Um, well, uh, we don't call them
0: unit studies so much. It's even when we do little things that have themes on them, um, we, we like to focus on not so much the transfer of information, but as the, the truth, goodness, and beauty mm-hmm. around a the theme. How can we look at something and go a little bit deeper than just your basic surface learning? Mm-hmm. And then some moms, say have a morning basket that doesn't have a theme at all. I mean, my morning basket really isn't theme um but it it's just that time of day where everybody can come together and uh and you're all learning together from mom all the way down to your toddler
1: yeah we did a high school morning basket for years and it was one we set a timer because if we didn't that would be what we did all day long we had so much fun we read so much great books so many great books um did a lot of memory work my kids did the national latin exam so that was when we did it did that kind of thing. Um, I just think it's just a great gathering time, no matter what age your kids are. And my kids are, we have five kids, 16 years apart. So we, by the time I last was born, we had a baby to a high schooler and then toddler through college <laughs> <laughs> was the way to bring everybody together. Because when you're working or you have a, a family with a big age spread or whatever, there's so many different reasons why this can happen you can be all in the same house together and never really like connect or touch base. And so the morning basket to me is just the perfect gathering time for your family. Uh, I have a friend
0: named Heather Tully. She has 10 kids from 21 down to three years old. And, uh, you know, she said her 17 year old would never get to see the three year old if it weren't for morning basket time. You know, he's doing his high school studies. He's going to work at the end of the day and they just would have no time to spend together if it weren't for a morning basket. So it's fabulous because it can really bring families together.
1: Yeah, I love it. For our morning basket, we always put like content-based stuff where we were reading or maybe some memorization, but not a ton. As we got our kids ready to launch into a digital world, like the workforce, they're going to be online, all that kind of stuff. What do you think about the morning basket? Do you include that kind of stuff in there or is it more reading and literature-based or how is it for you guys? So
0: we do have, that is the time of day where we do a lot of our reading and literature-based stuff. I have some kids who are dyslexic, and so it's a wonderful time for me to share some things that would be more difficult for them to read on their own. Mm -hmm. But Morning Basket for teens especially is also a perfect time to put in some really great life skills kinds of things. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that we always do current events in our Morning Basket time, and that's the time where we really dig deep and have these good juicy conversations about what it means to be a citizen of our country and a citizen of the world, especially from a Christian Perspective, um, and then also last year we we really talked about the election. We mm. talked a lot about presidential elections, what the ads are saying, you know, different things that were going on in the country and systems of government. Um, it's so funny. One day we were doing our morning basket, and part of our election unit was uh, we actually got we used the election unit from Silverdale Press, and part of that unit was looking at old presidential election advertisements on YouTube. And so we would pull them, yeah, we would pull them up on YouTube and we would look at the different aspects and analyze them. And the unit study kind of gave us some different things to talk about. Well, it just so happened that that day was our Annual termite inspection. So the the termite guy has to come in the house and walk all over the house and look for any evidence of termites. And so, you know, I just let him in and kept doing morning time. You know, we know we've seen him before. We know who he is. And at one point, I turned around and he was standing back there watching the ads with us and listening. He's like, "I never got to do anything like this in school." You know,
1: (laughs) I want to come to your house and do school.
0: (laughs) All right, right. Um. Now, this year, we're actually putting finance, a class in kids' personal finance, something that we're adding to our morning basket. You know, my kids, two of my three kids, well, actually, if you count the fact that uh, one of mine is dog sitting down the road, all three of my kids got jobs this summer where they're making real money, Mm -hmm. and uh, so now we need to start talking about what are we going to do with this money. Um, So that's something else, and we'll uh, watch that There will be videos that we watch and we'll discuss and things like that. And so I think that morning time, morning basket time, when you have everybody together is the perfect time to address everything from internet safety to, uh, when was the last time you showered?
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Those practical life skills.
0: <laughs> yeah, very much so. Like, oh, oh let's talk are. about good hygiene. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> we, we are offering um, a life skills class and we're doing an adapted one too. And so actually, as I'm doing the meet the teachers on Facebook um, lives, we've been talking about those kind of issues, just like, you know, the life skill of hygiene and, and at the same time, the life skill of digital safety. Those are both really important things to be teaching and talking with our kids about. I love how you're doing politics and econ in the morning basket and that you're incorporating YouTube kind of stuff. Do you, do you bring in other tech while you're doing your morning time? Um, well, I think largely YouTube would be it. I
0: mean, so like we did a folk song study last year um, and it was surprisingly, it was one of the things my kids absolutely loved. And I think we're going to just continue it into the next year because they loved singing these folk songs, even more, there was a little bit of resistance at first, you know, Mm -hmm. when you have the 13 year old boy, the 10 year old boy, and they're like, mom, why do we have (laughs) to learn to sing Waltzy Matilda? And I'm like, dude, if you ever have an Australian girlfriend, you will totally be able to impress their family when you know all the verses to Waltzy Matilda. But As the year went on, my husband comes down to me one day. He says, I think Thomas is up in his room singing Waltzing Matilda. He was a little perplexed by this. I'm like, oh yeah, we learned it in morning time. But um, they ended up, so, you know, I would, uh, I actually keep a Trello board Mm -hmm. of what I'm putting in my morning time. So I use the little Trello and I can add the pretty pictures to it and put the different cards on different days. And then I use loop scheduling in my Uh morning time as well. And so the Trello card will say beauty loop Uh and you open it up and there'll be a list of the different things that we're doing in our beauty loop. And then any of the YouTube uh, Uh links that we need in order to pull up that particular folk song or, uh, you know, if I'm using an art app or something like that to look at pictures, it's all mm-hmm. in there. Um, so I do use that to keep myself organized mm-hmm. with my morning basket. And something cool I really love, we actually have a membership called the Your Morning Basket Plus membership where we put together some of those themed morning times. Mm-hmm. And we, uh, we started doing a new thing where we send out one morning basket activity per day via text message, along with the link that you need to do it. That has made the biggest difference because it comes every morning at 8 a.m. Now, I'm going to tell you, we do not do Morning Basket at 8 a.m. I have teams. (laughs) We We do Morning Basket much later in the morning. But when I'm ready to do Morning Basket, I just open up that text thread on my phone. And I, you know, if I don't want to do today's, I scroll back a little bit. And then I click Mm -hmm. and the activity we need to do is right there. The piece of artwork we need to look at, the song we're going to listen to for music Mm -hmm. appreciation, the hymn we're going to sing along to. So
1: yeah, I love technology. That's amazing. (laughs) You know, you're touching on two things that I I just really love. You are teaching your kids folk songs. And um, I just really feel like as we get more technological, I do this whole presentation on the future of work. And the and the two areas that are really going to burgeon are technology, no surprise, but also the emotion industry, or the um, that's not really what it's called, but it's basically the caretakers, the the physical therapists, the pastors, the counselors, the educators, the people who take care of of the of the soul of the whole person. And when we teach our kids songs, I I just remember growing up, we all sang we we go to Aunt Dolly's when we visit my grandma and we'd sing songs and she would just think that was the best thing that goes, but we don't sing collectively so much anymore. And I think teaching our kids those songs is such a great gift because that is how we really build community and just the art of conversation, which we, we learn in morning baskets where there's this give and take. It's not just a one dimensional, one way um, piece of communication, like a lot of technology is. So I I love the whole well-rounded aspect of it because we're really teaching our kids so many more skills than just the content. We're teaching them how to be well-rounded people and how to how to talk and how to sing. <laughs> so your son will have a girlfriend from Australia. I'm just curious. No idea. But
0: okay, so you know, this is really fascinating because you are the third person within the past two weeks who I have spoken to about This very thing right here. So I had Cindy Rollins. I don't know if you're familiar with Cindy. I call, yeah, I call her the mama of morning time right now. She's doing the (laughs) literary life podcast. I had her on the podcast a couple. Well, we recorded it a couple of weeks ago for, uh, later on this year in late July or August. And, uh, I, I, one of the things I asked her was Cindy, if we could only do one thing. If you only have time to do one thing in morning time, what do you think is the most valuable thing? And she said, singing hymns. Mm. She said, singing, because we do not sing as a people anymore. Mm. And then just yesterday, I was interviewing uh, Bethany Stewart. She is a choral director from Texas. And I was interviewing her for the Your Morning Basket podcast. And she was talking about the very same thing that you just said, Lisa, about how We don't sing as a people. And she had been in Russia for a trip over there, and they had finished eating dinner one evening, and all of the Russians there had said, okay, so now we're going to sing for you. We're going to sing a Russian praise song for you and when we get done, you can sing an you know, an English praise song for us. And she said everybody she was traveling with looked at her in shock because this is something that Americans don't do. We don't sit around and sing anymore. And how it's just so valuable. We we yeah. think that there's this performance requirement. We think in order yeah. to sing we have to be good at it. Uh-huh. But really there's such a value in learning to sing together even if you're not good right. it, even if yeah. you're not performance level right. you know um there's so much value in those songs that we teach our kids there's so much poetry in those songs yeah um
1: yep and good doctrine yeah yeah yeah
0: scripture doctrine everything yeah and so uh and it's so easy it's like so easy. you know Uh, One of the points that Bethany was making yesterday was if you are studying poetry with your kids and they're kind of just womp, womp about poetry or you've been memorizing a poem for a while, find it set to music. And then that just Mm -hmm. opens up a whole new world, can move you in a totally different way. Um, And the same with with uh,
1: doctrine and
0: scripture as well. You can get so much of that through beautiful hymns.
1: I totally agree. There's an, uh, there's a Foils War episode. Um, I like Foils War. It's a great historical TV show. There's a, a scene in there where they're in a burn unit from the pilots get burned. And so this guy is creating this new burn unit and they're entertaining the patients on the burn ward. And it's a nurse and it's a patient who had recovered and they're singing together and just like what you said, it's not professional. Their voices are gravelly. They're just normal people singing their hearts out, and that is just such a beautiful moment in that film where they're really ministering to the hearts of everybody in that room. They all survived. They all lived, and they can sing joyfully. And yeah, it's just it, it just reminds me that we all have a voice. We all have the instrument we carry around with us, and it's such an impactful. That we can do. So I, I just love the fact that you're you're teaching hymns in your in your morning time. Um, yeah. So so how did it go when they sang in Russia? Was it awkward? Did I don't hear? know.
0: I oh, never got oh, that you're part the end of, of the of story. story. <laughs> Report back. I have to have back on. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll have to have her back on. But she said this. Everybody and and who was traveling with her got this deer in the headlights look and kind of looked at her like, "You're the professional. You're the one who's going to have to do it." So I don't yeah. know. Oh, yeah, uh, that's really interesting. But it's it's funny you should bring up that about Fool's War. And I had I've had a number of people recommend that show to me. I've got to find it free somewhere so oh, I can
1: so watch it. it. might be on YouTube. But we've actually paid for a couple okay. episodes, which is really not us, you know. But we like it that much.
0: Okay, well then yeah. I may I may have to. Like spring for a rental or something, because you're not the first person to recommend it. But that idea of we're at these really hard times in our lives where, you know, we have something heavy going on. And they sang, they brought up memory work. And so, you know, people wonder why do you spend so much time memorizing scripture and poetry in your morning time? And the first thing I want to say about that is, you know, my kids are 16, 14 and 11. And they, of all the things that I get flack about in our homeschool and trust me, it's a lot, right? (laughs) Um, (laughs) They do not give me flack about doing memory work. When I start reciting, they start reciting along with me, you know, Mm -hmm. and so that's one of the things that people think, oh, it's memory work, it's drill and kill, it's boring. They don't give me flack about it. And then Mm -hmm. if they are ever the one that is recovering some, hopefully, you know, God forbid, never a war, but some kind of natural disaster. If they're alone somewhere, if they're just in a low point in their life. My greatest desire is that they'll be able to pull out those poems, those songs, those hymns, that scripture and have it to keep them company, have it to remember. But that scene in that hospital, that's that's very much why we do it
1: yeah uh, we love memory work at our house, and uh, like my son was helping us with the tech right before we started this, and he was quoting like movie lines that's kind of what we do. We're always breaking out into memory stuff. I always get it wrong because I just don't have the best memory in the face of the planet. <laughs> I'm a theme kind of girl, not an exact kind of girl, but um yeah, there's so much value in memory work um because it can carry you through and I think before we became a really written oriented culture when we were auditory and people would recite the plays and the songs and the stories of their cultures everybody knew the songs and the stories of their culture that's what bound them together we've kind of lost track of that so I just think yeah having the stories the stories of the bible the stories of of our sounds as a culture so super important yeah
0: yeah I can't remember who did it uh I'll have to look this up but there was somebody you know we we kind of bemoan the fact that everybody's, you know, there are all these screens these days and the written word, uh, you know, books are just kind of going by the wayside. Everybody's reading on a digital device. But at one point when the printing press first came out and everybody was reading books, there was somebody, and I can't remember who it was, who was bemoaning the fact that, well, now these there are these books and so you're never going to remember things you right. know, because back I, yeah, in the that, middle ages, they memorize these huge long passages. Yeah. Um, so yeah. yeah, that's just kind of funny that we're always bemoaning yeah. uh, and longing for the good old days. Yeah.
1: But new tech, new tech is, it, it brings so many opportunities. Just the fact that we're across the country and we're sitting here looking at each other and talking and we're going to produce this podcast so many opportunities. So it's just, finding that really good balance between how much to invest here, how much to invest there, and teaching our kids where um, to spend their yeah. time. Yeah.
0: Yeah, because they're going to live in a, in a world with technology, whether we want them to or not. And right. so I think that the greatest thing that we could teach them is how to manage that before they leave our homes.
1: Right. And I just want to circle back and say, that is the whole point of the homeschooling with purpose program is teaching all of us who are homeschooling how to really manage our own homes so our kids can learn to manage theirs and their lives. And if we can just really, you know, I think the the pillars of this program are cast a vision, calm the chaos, and create a lifestyle of learning in your home. I love all of that. (laughs) Big part of what we're trying to do at True North Home School Academy, too, is really helping people when the hard times come because they always will. Because we live in a fallen world, and so we can just expect hard times. But if we have a vision in front of us that takes us through that hard time, that just makes all the difference, doesn't it? Um, Yeah.
0: Yeah, it really does. And just, I actually spoke about it earlier this week. You've got to be proactive. You know, laundry is never a surprise right? right. Nobody's it, ever it. surprised by laundry. If <laughs> right. you, if you are uh, like, you've had your head under a rock for a number of years, you know, no mom is ever surprised by laundry. It's going to happen. And so the the best thing we can do is to be proactive about it. And then, you know, we have to be, uh, we have to focus in on that authentic learning. We have to have a vision for our homeschool because we, we don't know if we're successful with homeschooling. And I'm not talking about, you know, raising kids who have six figure jobs. We, mm-hmm. we have to define success before right. we know if we're successful. And so we have to stop and think about that as homeschoolers. Right. And then also, what does authentic learning look like in mm-hmm. each home? And that's what we tried to do with homeschooling with purpose was, you know, get proactive about life, mm-hmm. recognize and branch out, you know, for that authentic learning and then be purposeful in what homeschooling means, and kind of setting the the baseline for ourselves, uh, so that we can put together uh, a program that's
1: going to work for us, that's unique to each of us. So, yeah. and such a great time with so many people coming off of the pandemic and got they got thrown into homeschooling. But I have read that a million people, at least a million families, are not going back to a traditional school setting. At least a million. So more people than ever before are going to be homeschooling, and this is just a perfect program to really define why you're doing it in a proactive way, not reactive, because proactive Mm -hmm. is so much easier to to sustain than reactive. So um, thanks for writing this program, along with Jamie and Colleen. It's a great time to have this available to the homeschool community.
0: Well, you are welcome and thank you so much for having me on to talk about it. I really appreciate it. and We're
1: looking forward to our class at True North this fall, so it's going to be fun. Yeah, we're glad you're joining up. We have um, great classes, so check them out. Pam, it's always delightful to talk to you. Thanks for taking time today. Thanks, Lisa. We're so honored that you're listening and that you share this podcast, Life Skills 101, with your friends and family. Every time you share the show and post about it, it really makes our day. Make sure you subscribe and download this podcast so that you never miss an episode. You can subscribe so that you get alerted to each and every show. Leave a review for this podcast, Life Skills 101, Life Skills for Digital Age. We're so honored that you're listening. Until next time, this is Lisa Nearing from True North Homeschool School Academy. We'll talk to you soon.